day and welcome to the APQC podcast where we bring businesses the information they need to work smarter, faster, and with greater confidence. I'm Michael Capelli, Research Specialist in Human Capital Management, and today I'm joined by Alyssa Tucker, APQC's uh, Program Manager in Human Capital Management. Hello, Alyssa. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Michael. Great to be here. Oh, good. I'm glad to, glad to, glad to hear you say that. So today we're going to be talking about those pesky people challenges, not to be mistaken with challenging pesky people. And specifically, we're going to be looking at uh, uh, people management outside of the HR function. So um, if there's anything else, we can go ahead and get started. That sounds great, Michael. Okay. So uh, a first question, what are some of the people challenges that get in the way of leaders, managers, and even individual professionals as they work to achieve their business goals? Well, um, in my, I'd say in my work at APQC, I hear a lot um, of different types of people challenges that get in the way of, of productivity um, and improvement. So, Mike, I'll share with you just some some of them that I hear um, pretty frequently. Um, one is the challenge of finding enough qualified workers. Um, Another is getting employees up to speed in their new roles quickly. So even if you find a qualified worker, there's still a lot of organization-specific knowledge that needs to be imparted before that employee is contributing um, fully. And so I hear a lot of organizations struggling with um, how do we speed up this process? Um, we, we need to be able to develop these new hires more quickly. Um, and then, you know, we also hear um, from time to time over uh, about issues of how do you motivate retained staff after layoffs? It seems like layoffs, um, you know, never really fully go away, and certain industries are impacted significantly from time to time, um, and it's challenging for them um, to keep staff focused uh, and, and uh, motivated um, after layoffs have occurred. Um, so that's a, a challenge we hear. Um, another one I hear quite frequently, often hear this when I go to conferences, is um, challenges in getting early career and late career workers to collaborate. And often this is, you know, talking about generation, generation Y and Generation X and the baby boomers and, and how do we get them all to work best um, together. Um, another really big issue that we hear at APQC uh, is how do you motivate employees to change how they work? So, you know, you can redesign a process, for example, but um, in order for that new process to really be successful, you have to have a way to motivate employees to change how they work, to adopt that new process, and, and that can be very difficult. Um, and then, you know, final one I'll share is um, the challenge of retaining talent um, that is really business critical, um, but that is at risk of leaving your organization. So we see organizations really wondering, how can I identify when some of my critical talent um, might be thinking about leaving and what interventions um, can I take um, to try to retain them? Uh, so that's just some of the, the challenges that I hear about frequently. As you can see, I know you talked about the, the, the topic today of being pesky people challenges, and we say that, um, you know, to, to get attention, but really, as you can see, as I've talked through these different people challenges, they really aren't pesky challenges. They're really serious issues that if they're not adequately addressed, 
they really can significantly derail performance for an organization, for a leader, a manager, and, and even individual professionals. Um, the challenge is, however, people challenges are, are really difficult to tackle. When you're talking about finding, organizing, and motivating people and doing so in a sustained way, it's really a huge undertaking, and it's an undertaking that many business people really have had limited opportunity to prepare for. Um, so, you know, they may be a, a specialist in a certain discipline, but maybe they haven't had a whole lot of time to develop their managerial or their leadership skills. Um, so it's, it, they're a real challenge. It's a real serious issue um, for people. And, you know, fortunately, Michael, there are a lot of resources um, that people can turn to to, to help them learn. Um, of course, I'm partial to those that we offer at APQC, but there are also a lot of other good sources um, that I would recommend for those who are, you know, particularly ambitious about, you know, really effectively tackling the, the people side of improving performance and productivity. Well, that's good to hear, Alyssa. I'm sure many, many of our listeners are, are ready to find out what those are. So what are some of the, the blogs that leaders, managers, and professionals can read to help them address these kinds of people challenges. Okay, well, Michael, there are so many great blogs written about the workplace, about careers, management, and leadership. So I'll share a few of my, my favorites that I think would interest um, professionals who aren't working in HR. So think of blogs that would interest leaders, people managers, individual professionals. Uh, this is just a sampling to, to get people started. Um, as I said, there's a lot of great ones. The first one I, I would share is one called Ask a Manager. And it's a blog that features the advice of Allison Green, who is an experienced manager and consultant. And she blogs about a range of workplace issues, including good management, issues related to hiring and firing, dealing with coworkers and handling different kinds of, of work habits. So some of those questions that we all get as we go about our, our work days, um, but you know, is this the right way to handle such and such a situation um, related to people? She addresses those very directly and, and head on um, with lots of useful information and, and they're also entertaining uh, to read about as well. Another blog that I would recommend is Fast Company's Future of Work, which provides an insider look at the latest trends and evolving dynamics of the workplace. And I find this to be a great source of information on emerging people challenges and innovations uh, in the world of work. Um, then another one I'll share is called The HR Capitalist. It is written by an HR professional named Chris Dunn. And in this blog, he provides very direct and very entertaining commentary on how HR, technology, and business intersect. And it's a blog that a lot of us at APQC enjoy reading each day. You definitely don't need to be an HR professional uh, to find his blog uh, entertaining, interesting, and useful as well in your work. And then the last blog I'll share is called TLNT. And it's a business blog, and it focuses on talent issues such as hiring, employee engagement, leadership, uh, and organizational culture. And what's great about this blog is that its posts are written by 
a wide range of uh, talent management experts. So you really get um, a broad, uh, in one place, a, a broad look at opinions uh, and experience across these different talent management uh, issues. So, so Michael, those are some blogs that I would recommend to get people started. Well, thank you. Those will all sound very informative. Um, I'll probably follow a few myself after this. Um, so sticking with the um, like information sources, for someone who might be looking for something uh, you know, that trends quickly, what are recommendations uh, for people to follow on Twitter to stay current on the latest thinking related to people management and leadership? Sure. Um, I can share some of my favorites uh, to follow on Twitter, um, ones that I, in a Twitter feeds that cover uh, a range of people management issues, not just HR issues. But I, I would like to note uh, for listeners, Michael, that many of the experts, writers, organizations, and publications that I'm suggesting, um, the blogs that I suggested and the Twitter feeds I'll be suggesting, really can be accessed in, in various ways depending on someone's personal preferences. So most of these resources that we're talking about here today can be accessed via a blog, Twitter, LinkedIn, or, or email newsletters. I'm, I'm sharing them the way I uh, like to receive them, but um, you, you can, uh, you know, adjust accordingly, you know, based on your your personal preferences. So, in terms of who leaders and managers might want to check out on on Twitter, um, one feed I would suggest is called Ann Fisher. She's the Ask Annie columnist and a, a management and workplace contributor for Fortune.com, and she tweets about leadership, management, hiring, careers, teamwork. Uh, analytics, um, very um, useful and entertaining. Um, so that's one I would suggest. Another I would suggest is on leadership. So follow if you follow on leadership's tweets, um, you're receiving tweets from the Washington Post on leadership column, and this column explores leadership in the news. Um, so the tweets you would receive link to articles that provide useful and often really well researched. Uh, research-backed guidance for leaders and managers. Some of the topics that they cover are motivating, rewarding, hiring, uh, and diversity and inclusion. Similarly, there are you can follow Wall Street Journal at work, um, which offers tweets regarding the workplace and the management questions that are um, explored and, and sometimes answered uh, in the Wall Street Journal. Um, great source of, of, of information. And then, and Michael, going back to what I mentioned uh, early in, our, in the, the podcast, um, APQC has some great resources, and I love to follow our Twitter feed because it features the latest research, events, and publications from APQC. And it also features the comments and the shares from different APQC experts as well as APQC members. Um, since people are core uh, to improving productivity and quality, which is what APQC is really all about, there's really a lot of information on our Twitter feed um, related to, to people challenges. So I would encourage people to, to check that out as well. All right, thank you. And you mentioned uh, in the last piece, of LinkedIn has some good resources. What, uh, in your opinion, what, what are those resources or who are those resources? Sure, I'll just um, I'll share a couple of, of 
of them. I, I follow a lot of individuals on LinkedIn. Um, not a lot of them post frequently enough that I would recommend them more broadly. Uh, one, however, um, I recommend she posts more frequently, but uh, it's also I'm recommending her because of uh, the, the types of advice and, and topics that she deals with. And her name is Liz Ryan, and she's a former HR leader. And she's the founder uh, and CEO of a company called Human Workplace, uh, which does publishing, coaching, and consulting. And her LinkedIn posts address career, workplace, and, and leadership questions. And while some of her posts, you know, a number of her posts provide job search advice, what I really like about her, her posts on LinkedIn is that she also writes really eloquently about issues such as organizational culture, teamwork, dealing with difficult coworkers, employee engagement, fostering productivity, how do you handle employee performance reviews, just some really great um, insights and in a unique way of expressing them. So I, I definitely would encourage people to check her out on LinkedIn. And then going back to um, APQC, our LinkedIn page, similar to our Twitter feed, you know, features posts from different APQC experts, you know, covering a range of, of business topics, and many of those do relate um, to people challenges. Um, so I would encourage, uh, if you like LinkedIn, um, to check out APQC's LinkedIn page as a way to stay on top of our, our research findings and, and information. We're also, all of us at APQC, sharing um, things that we're reading from around the web uh, via LinkedIn. Um, so you can kind of let us curate some of that content uh, for you. So that's just what I would, would share in terms of, of LinkedIn, Michael. Okay, well thank you for sharing that. Um, I know you also receive a number of newsletters via email. You share them with me from time to time as, as well. And which ones would you uh, recommend as most useful to business leaders or people managers? Sure. Well, I'm probably showing my age, Michael, but I love to receive email newsletters. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to get um, information, so I have a number of these to share, and again, it's probably just that I'm very, given my age, familiar with the email tool more so than maybe some of the social media tools. Um, two that I absolutely love um, and follow every day are called, uh, one is called Smart Brief Workforce, the other is called Smart Brief Leadership, um, and these are daily uh, newsletters um, that are published, and they provide brief summaries and links to the top news stories related to the workforce and, and leadership. They really offer a great overview of current developments and kind of the latest expert insights, and they're a great quick way that I like to stay current on people challenges and solutions, so I highly recommend those. Um, another one that I really like um, because of the depth of opinion and research that is shared when they have articles on people management type topics is called Knowledge at Wharton. And it's a weekly newsletter that covers management and leadership research findings from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And it features the latest thinking from prominent leadership and management researchers that work at the Wharton School. For example, Adam Grant and, and Peter Capelli. Um, some of the topics uh, that have recently been covered in, in Knowledge at Wharton include people analytics, motivating employees, uh, financial incentives, managing the talent supply chain, uh, the labor shortage myth, which is a great read, um, 
as well as how do you deal with managing employees who are older than you. So um, while the coverage is not as frequent of people issues, when it, they are covered, really great uh, unique insights are provided there. And then uh, a, a newsletter that I like to receive um, that comes outside of the U.S. is called Management Issues. And Management Issues is a U.K. website, and it's dedicated to publishing content on the changing workforce workforce to workplace. <laughs> it covers a range of cutting edge developments and, and expert opinions. It's, it's really strong in terms of uh, experts giving their opinion on, on interesting you know, trends that are emerging in the workplace. Uh, some of the recent topics um, that were covered or have been covered include digital leadership, the myth of high performance, engaging employees using stories, the intersection of agile thinking and traditional management and ethics across the generations. So you can see uh, it provides some really cutting edge, unique uh, commentary on the world of work, similar to, to the, the fast uh, company uh, resource that I discussed earlier. And, and then, Michael, I'll just share, again, one, one last uh, newsletter that I like to receive. And also, you and I are involved in, in producing this newsletter, and it's PQC's HCM content update. And it's a monthly newsletter that features our latest research and activities related to human capital management. Topics uh, you know as well as I do, Michael, that we've covered include leadership development, workforce analytics, mentoring, hiring, learning, um, and talent trends as well. Um, and readers, if they're interested uh, in receiving this email, can complete APQC's free uh, registration form on our website, www.apqc.org, and select human capital management as an area of interest, and, and they'll receive our human capital management update. And for those readers who are already registered and maybe aren't receiving the update, uh, they simply need to go into their account uh, and modify their email preferences, and we'd be happy at APQC uh, to help them in, in doing this if they wanted to to reach out. So those are some of, some of my favorite uh, newsletter uh, sources, Michael. Well, thank you, and I'm happy to help every month with the APQC HCM content updates. And before we go on, I do want to go on the record and say I, I do not know if I'm related to Peter Capelli, but it's good to see my name somewhere famous. <laughs> yes, he he's a great um great expert. He really looks at um he's an economics uh expert and really looks at uh work world, workplace, employment trends from that lens and so has a very unique and, and very, I think, um thought provoking perspective to share whenever he, he writes. That's good to hear. And so Alyssa, you've given a lot of sources of information, but what are some common misconceptions about people management that readers might find uh, in their work or as they explore these resources that, that we've talked about? Sure. So those who might, you know, read through some of these resources that, you know, we've just talked about, um, they will find a lot of good advice, but you know, they may come across misconceptions about the world of work um, that are being discussed. And um, so I'll give you a couple of examples of ones that um, are commonly uh, thrown around in, in the world of work. One misconception is that workers can't be trusted. And so the thinking here is that workers, if they're left to their own devices, they'll pursue their own self-interest over the needs of their employer. Um, and Michael, this belief, even if it's 
unconsciously held. Um, it really can lead to excessive management of employees, excessive monitoring and measurement of, of workers and their output, um, which ultimately really undermines workers' motivation and I think, you know, ends up um, leaving the organization with probably a smaller contribution from those workers than they, they would have gotten if they provided a little more trust. So I'd say with this misconception, you know, if we provide employees with more trust, then we can really see what their full capabilities are. And, and then we can offer more or, or less decision-making authority based on the results we're seeing. But, you know, I, I, I would recommend in dealing with this misconception, trying out a little bit of trust um, and seeing what you get first. Um, I, I'll share one more misconception that we see a lot, um, and it's something we talk about a lot, you know, within APQC and, and in our research. And that um, this misconception is, is related to workforce demographics. So there's a lot of talk about the differences between Generation Y, Generation X, uh, and the baby boomers. And, and now there's even talk about I think it's called. Generation Z, which is the upcoming next generation that will be entering the workforce, and that commentary is saying they're going to be a different, you know, different group of workers to wanting different things from their employers. Um, and you know, well, I think there are definitely common experiences that that each generation uniquely shares. I think sometimes we underestimate the similarities among workers, um, regardless of what their their ages. Um, I might even make a, a similar argument for other types of demographic characteristics. So, for example, nation of origin. Um, so, I, I just think that there are some universal things that people seek from work. So, for example, uh, the desire to support yourself or your family financially, um, the desire to be contributing meaningful work, work that, you know, is needed, um, and the desire to be treated fairly by, you know, your employer and, and coworkers. So I think if organizations and, and managers, we tap into these universal desires and, and recognize yet not overplay the differences among different types of workers, I think it could go a long way towards getting workers to collaborate more towards achieving um, an organization's goal. So th those are two um, misconceptions that readers might encounter. They may see these being debated in some of the resources uh, that we shared today. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing all of that, Alyssa. And just a note before we sign off, uh, uh, a transcript of this podcast can be found in APQC's Knowledge Base at www.apqc.org. It will include additional insights from Melissa as well as links to resources uh, she discussed today. So uh, you can access those uh, quite easily uh, through through the website. And that has, this has been the APQC podcast, bringing businesses the information they need to work smarter, faster, and with greater confidence. You can find more at apqc.org. And don't forget to find us on iTunes.